0: You are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast on Anchor.fm. What is going on, folks? This is Mr. Fretz of the Fretzelmania podcast. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at The legendary JF. You can find this podcast, F R E T Z L E Mania. On Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and literally anywhere else podcasts can be heard. Also, Sundays on WrestleAddict Radio with Nate the Effin' Great on the Game Changer podcast at RealF Game and addict underscore wrestle on Twitter. Give them a follow as well as my friends at the Fourth Wall WrestleCast, at Kings of the Rings Podcast, at Not Your Mama Soap Opera, and The Gift of Podcast. Give us all a follow and keep wrestling real. Folks, today I am talking about a classic SummerSlam. Because, you know, this year's being this Sunday already, the 11th I think, is a little early for SummerSlam. But, anyways, I am talking today about SummerSlam two thousand. Now this is one of my all-time favorite SummerSlams and Attitude Era pay-per-views in general. You know this was yet another one of those uh, my friend Dave's basement pay-per-views. Shout out to you, Dave. And I think you know I had John and Sean and maybe that that was all of us. Maybe there was one or one or two other guys there. Maybe his dad Carl came in once in a while to check up on it. And you know what? This is always a good time. Dave's basement. Air conditioned, comfy. His mom's food. All the pizza, all the pe- all the peg out stuff, stuff that you know I wish I could still do at thirty five, but metabolism, folks. Ah, now to give you a quick glimpse into the way back machines that I usually do on uh, retro pay per views with with Nate on game on Game Changer podcast past. I am going to keep this one very brief. So, WrestleMania 2000 for the N64 had just been out. SmackDown 1 for the PS1. They were two of the hottest wrestling games at the time, and the first X-Men movie was in theaters. Uh, You know, what a time to be a teenager. I kept a tape of this, a VHS tape, yes, I said VHS. And it still works. My old reliable VCR is still kicking. So, live from Ric Flair country in Raleigh, North Carolina, it's SummerSlam, brought to you by IcoPro, the World Bodybuilding Federation, Skittles, Stickers, and Chef Boyardee. Mmm, beefy. To kick off the show is this entrance theme. I apologize for the ear bleeding as a result of the right to censor entrance theme. Oh man, these guys were absolute heat magnets. Folks, I just also want to apologize for any background noise with my fan on. It's hot as balls outside. And me clicking my mouse because I'm going through my notes on my laptop. So here we have the right to censor represented by the good father, Bull Buchanan and Steven Richards going up against Tukul and Rikishi. Ah, the right to censor. WWE's answer to the Parents Television Council. You know, at the freaking FCC. Uh, check out that Family Guy song for that one. So Stephen Richards and his raspy preacher's voice was the perfect spokesman for self-righteous right-wing nut jobs. And I love that Stephen Richards thought that the Bible Belt would appreciate them. <sighs> I'm sorry, dude. Even Christians can't resist a little TNA, and I'm not talking about Test and Albert. Then we hear the, you look fly today. Wow, 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 wow. Ah, the late, great Brian, Grandmaster Sexy Christopher, Scott Scotty Too Hottie Taylor, and Rakishi Fatu dance their way to the ring with a couple of Godfather's hoes, and one of them is a familiar face, young Victoria who was training and being in developmental at the time. And she was able to take some proper bumps, you know, like, you know, she took uh, I think she took something through a table. Now I know Steven Richards, you know, gave her the whole face wash and shove to the ground thing. Just like a true gentleman, like a true right winger, like a true conservative man, you know, no, it was good father. I'm sorry that shoves Victoria to the ground with the whole face wash and shove. Ah, what a guy, right? You know, the action starts. The crowd is super hot. They're super behind Cool, and Rikishi. These guys were what teenagers thought were cool in the year 2000. You know, bucket hats, big, giant, spiky head, uh, fat guy in a thong, and the the toque with the fake dreads. Yeah, I was 16. I thought this was cool. I gave my hair the, the big, big spike. Uh, and now uh, my parents absolutely hated it. But looking back, yeah, I thought it looked dumb. So we have RTC getting the advantage until until old White Sox Stephen Richards gets crotched and superplexed. And we see Scotty going for the worm. And this is when the crowd just starts to rile up. You see, once you see that two-handed face crusher on Bull Buchanan, we know what's coming. W-O-R. And woo, 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 super kick by Steven Richards. He gets the pin right to censor win, and the crowd is nuclear, to say the least. This is a awesome, solid opener that got the crowd going. And if I were to give this a Meltzer rating, uh, I'm not going to do it because FDM. But 7 out of 10, why not? Next up, we have X-Pac versus Road Dog the remnants of of dx explode whatever the jazz music is from when the mega powers explode this is a short and not so sweet match very dull we have road dog getting the advantage you know he's going to go for a pump handle but x pac gets the low blow and an x-factor uh road dog immediately gets his heat back and x pac is basically kind of like the whole uh hey, no hard feelings, Better Man 1, huh? And then Doug's like, yeah, okay. Handshake, boom, pump handle slam. You know, and the whole DX and the whole ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls gimmick had grown stale at this point. Both of these guys needed a switch. And unfortunately, that switch involved K-Quip and Uncle Cracker, respectively. No offense to our truth, I think you know lately our truth has hit a bit of a career renaissance, especially with the whole twenty four seven role. But back in with this, you know, uh, God, uh, can't quick a deal, but you're getting rowdy. Gotta move something. No, no. And then you know the whole X uh, X Factor with Uncle Cracker and just literally changing one word in you know, uh, I get everything I wanted and I'll never take that back. Well, I know you hate. X factor. But it's that fact, so close enough. I don't apologize for my terrible singing. This is my podcast. You probably turned me off by now. So next, we have a match with an interesting stipulation. Oh, and by the way, that uh, DX match was like 0 out of 10. It fucking sucked. Um, a decent stipulation here with a mixed tag match in which the winner of the pinfall gets the Intercontinental title. I'm talking about China and Eddie Guerrero, rest in peace, versus Trish Stratus and the Intercontinental champion Val Venus. As I said, the winner of the fall gets the title. Put a pin in that. Now, what if Trish became the second woman to become the Intercontinental champion? I mean, it would have given me a conversation piece when I met her last year. But we have, you know, your your basic no nonsense, despite pornographic name heel, versus a couple of fun loving baby faces, you know, like you know, oh, Sita we're going to prom. I got my GED. Oh, and then he comes out, then you know, that's backlash. 2000, I think it was, when he uh, China was smitten by the Latino heat and. <coughs> Uh, excuse me, a Latino, trying the Latino heat voice is uh, Murder on the Throat. I apologize. So we have, you know, I got my GED, we're going to prom, baby, and comes out. I'm like, that's the first time I saw him come out in like the limo kind of lowrider deal. Little did he know that's a precursor to a gimmick he'd get about uh, three years down the line. So this was just a fun match bit of comedy especially when we got like trish running away from china because well duh uh we had eddie and val putting on their just technical master like val venus that's a name that doesn't get thrown around for being a good technical wrestler but you get it he's a relatively new ish star at this point he's been in the company for two years you know Eddie Guerrero has that family lineage. You get a guy like Eddie putting a shine on a guy like Val. Mwah, that's magnifique. Uh, just a just a great match. We had good, but very very green in ring action by China and and Trish. I know Trish had just been kind of starting to take bumps and get trained by this point, and it, it would take her maybe about I'll say two years before. You know, she really, really got good. I mean, she won the women's title at Survivor Series 2001, and this was just, just at the start of her, you know, uh, good parts of her career. So you had Val countering her Karana into a sick powerbomb for a near fall. You see China finally getting her hands on Trish and press slams her Ultimate Warrior style. And then she wins the intercontinental title. And we saw this uh, hilarious storyline the following that had uh, Eddie Guerrero's uh, heel turn in the the reunion of the radicals where it'd be like, oh, China took a bump or something. And then Eddie gets on the ground to kind of, you know, hug her and cradle her and comfort her from taking this sick bump and pins her to win the intercontinental title. (laughs) <laughs> and he's just like, oh, oh, mamacita, I didn't know. Just trying to act all uh, aloof and then finally, you know, turning heel. And uh, th- this was just such a fun time. I mean, I used to hate Eddie, like when he was in WCW. I wasn't a fan of the light cheat steel gimmick at first because I'm like, why is he getting cheered for this? Why? He's a baby face, but he's acting like a heel. I didn't really clue into it for, it, it took me right up until maybe like a couple of months before he passed away, before I just, I clued in, like as well, especially his feud with Ray. I was all over that, hitting the brain buster on the steps. Anyways, that's my annual, uh, or should I say hourly rabbit trail. Fun, entertaining match. I'll give it a seven out of 10 next we had jerry lawler and taz this was just shit we had you know taz coming out you know with uh you know one of those uh blind walking canes and sunglasses and it's like oh yeah because he hit um someone in the face uh, he hit like a, a a car window where jr was in the rental car and the glass got in his eye so we're like oh yeah it's making fun of jr and and the blind and possibly a jab at the Bell's palsy. No, just stop. No. Taz's heel turn here was an absolute dud and didn't come close to catching the fire of his ECW, uh, survivor. If I let you, you know, FTW champion. This was a comedy match. If I can call it that like we had, Oh yeah. Taz, uh, JR uh, king was in the tas mission for forever there was a ref bump then there was a, a suspicious looking candy jar on the announced desk and like oh yeah we know how you know this is going to happen it's not like the mountain dew that's on the announced desk for the whole night jr wham uh one two three <laughs> And that song went on like throughout the the chorus and the. I'm a sucker for it. I like King's entrance team. It's neat. So yeah, this was just, this would have been the match where I would have went to take a dump. It's uh, no. Coming up next, the hardcore championship on the line with Steve Blackman, challenging new champion, Shane McMahon, which way did he go, which way did, oh, sorry, um, wrong feud, and year. So Shane's attempt at running away throughout the night were finally thwarted by Steve and his kendo sticks, trash can lids, uh, other little mini karate sticks, whatever they're called, tables, and almost the friggin' kitchen sink was broken out here. Uh, Nothing but, you know, it's all the usual hardcore plunder, baby. This TNA interfere. They get wrecked by Blackman. Shane tries to run away and climb the scaffolding of the SummerSlam set, thinking he'd be safe. A mistake he'd make some 16 years later versus The Undertaker and 17 years later versus Kevin Owens. Dude, what goes up must come down. I mean, you did a thing to the big show, In 2001, that was similar. So, naturally, Blackman climbs up after him, uh, whacks him off the set with a bunch of kendo sticks, sending Shane sailing backwards, floating down about 20 feet, taking a flat back bump from that high, takes balls, grapefruits to exact, or a lack of brain cells, you complete lunatic. Steve goes down a few more rungs and then hits a flying elbow drop from there to recapture the title. Dude, I'll give that 10 10 on 10. That was entertaining as hell. That was fun. And although I take issue with those massive uh, high bumps, you know, so soon after Owen Hart died or at. All I mean, it's been 20 years now since we've lost Owen, but yeah, that just makes me cringe every time. I, I know Owens was different and it was a case of you know uh, a harness mishap, but this is a guy taking a flat back bump from that high. I mean, New Jack and Vic Grimes did a disgusting one off the scaffolding through like you know 17 tables. You know, and that's the video you'd get if you Google Owen oh, fall. but also why the shit would you Google that? I did when I was 17, 8, 16, 15, whatever. What it, you know, teenagers. <clears throat> so we see that big bump. Shane gets the whole uh, eat, uh, EMT treatment and Stephanie is freaking out and crying and is and cr- 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 like, oh. Shane and then you know Kurt Angle comes in, you know, boom, hug, creepy, cr- creepy uncle Kurt comes in. McFoley barges in, hey, uh, you know, he barges in like your annoying roommate, uh, because I was that guy, uh, hi Jesse, <laughs> uh, and informs Shane is okay, he just landed on his kisser, ah, priceless, so, you know, that's and that's a nice little poke at the you know, Kurt Kissing Stephanie thing that we're gonna see later on. So next we go right into another whopper match. A two out of three falls match between Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. Now Shane McMahon was supposed to be in Chris Benoit's corner, but obviously, well, no. N- n- no. You'd have to scoop him off of that uh platform with a spatula. So, these two Canadians, my fellow countrymen, they had perfect chemistry. Now, this is going to be a... No, this is not a hot take. This is a fact. There is no such thing as a bad Benoit-Jericho match. Fall Brawl 96, episodes of Nitro, WCW Saturday Night. I mean, this is a forgotten classic. I mean, they had part of that triple threat match at WrestleMania 2000 with Kurt Angle and the Eurocontinental title on the line. We had a ladder match just a few months after this at Royal Rumble 2001. I mean, my goodness, this one was right smack in the dab of that feud. I don't think we were at the uh, Chris Benoit on a boat or the blushing bride he is, you know, the whole Photoshop gimmick with Chris Jericho, which was awesome, funny. So they trade the first two falls with, the Cripple face and the walls of Jericho, respectively, and after just a technical masterpiece of of a whole whack of suplexes, you know that would intrigue a young Brock Lesnar. Uh, we have all this back and forth technical spot that you know you you would see in the dungeon when they were when they were being trained by the Hearts, and finally Benoit counters a pin into a small package and holds the ropes to steal the win in a. Barn burner of a match. 10 on 10 again. Ugh, speaking of 10 on 10. Tables and ladders and chairs. Oh my. Edge and Christian, the champions, versus the Dudley boys and the Hardy Boys. Okay, I'm gonna seriously ask this question. What was with the fascination of putting a Z at the end of everyone's name? My last name ends in one. Fret ends in a Z. What's the big deal? Uh, Something with the year 2000 where it was like, you know, an X or a Z or something. So we had the whole whole gimmick of these three teams attacking each other with their chairs, the tables, the ladders, whatever. And finally, Commissioner Foley's like, no, 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 no. We're going to have a TLC match. You know, we saw... Edge and Christian and McFoley having all these hilarious backstage uh, spots, you know, Foley was kind of always giving Edge and Christian a hard time. Like I think it was at fully loaded just the month before where there was like, Oh no. Oh, they're backstage or they're about to defend their tag team titles against like the Acolytes or the APA or something. It's like, Oh no. Oh, I'm going to be sick. Oh, I have mono or something. So you see, uh, Christian go to the toilet stall, <clears throat> just starting to hurl. And then you, you, you hear the, you know, the chunks hit the water. You say, okay, he's he's puking. Let's leave him alone. Then Nick Foley, you know, gets up on the, creeps up on the stall. And it's, uh, you know, Christian's just dumping in a whole pot of pea soup in the toilet. Like, oh, you are so, like, totally busted, dude. <laughs> These <as> Edger <are> Christian were, <laughs> they were, Acting like you know, nineteen eighty, like it's like my older cousins would have acted in like the late eighties. You know, like my cousins who are now in like their forties and their fifties, like oh, bodacious, radical, something like ninja, like a ninja turtle, Southern California surfer dude. But they're like two white boys from Toronto. <laughs> oh, I I loved it. And they they wanted all the special treatment. What's wrong with that? Their own locker room. I mean, they're the champs. Why not? So not only are we in Ric Flair country, woo, we are in Hardy Boys country here with Cameron being just a couple hours away from Raleigh. So you had the hometown advantage. The Hardy Boys, Team Extreme, and Lita get a deafening pop. You know, poor Howard Finkel didn't even get the uh, intro. And i like, from Cameron, North Carolina, that edge. Like, action just boom starts we're off to the races so we had this was just high spot after high spot uh attempting to outdo the next one like every TLC match like every ladder match helm the cell it builds up and up and up into a crescendo does this sound familiar it's it's formulaic it's gonna be the formula for most specialty matches especially ones involving ladders I mean, look at, um, Kevin, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. you know, back, you know, Steen versus Generico at, was it ROH final battle, like 2010, 2011, you had the whole, you know, the dual ladders and you had the ladder platform set up in between the ladders and Kevin Steen hits the package pile driver on it. And just from then on, they that's over. That's it. I mean, he wins forever. <laughs> so. We see, you know, a Bubba bomb off the ladder, which I can imagine just jars the tailbone and bruises the ass. A 3D through a table, and then out comes the Jeff Hardy special, the comically tall ladder. So you know what's coming, Swanton. But nope, Bubba moves, and Jeff crashes and burns. Uh, shout out to MJ. Uh, I'm sorry. Jeff Hardy took that bump. That was whack. That was crazy. That was awesome. Uh, Jeff Hardy's her favorite wrestler, folks. So, again, shout out to MJ. Too sweet, yeah. Uh, we see a whole thing. You know, Bubba climbs. He just bails through him. You know, right when you think the Canadian goofballs are about to win, Lita comes in and jerks, lad- and jerks edge off the ladder. Hilarious and unfortunate foreshadowing. So after she is dealt with, Devon and Jeff are hanging on the belt in the dangerous spot. After Devon falls, Christian hits Jeff with the ladder. You know, Jeff is still hanging on the dangly, you know, the ladder. Uh, Christian grabs a ladder, hits Jeff with it, and Edge and Christian win to the deafening boos of, of the crowd. The heat was perfect. The match was perfect. And their sequel at X7 outdid this as if it was possible. Match of the night, 12 out of 10, 120 out of 10. This was maybe the match of the year 2000. I'd have to actually go back in and look at that. The Cat versus Terry in a stink face match. Oh, God. Yeah, this exists. And I'm not going to say anything about it next. Undertaker and Kane barely got started. They brawl. Kane's mask appears to be taken off. Uh, 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 no. Yeah, this could have been better. Now, the main event the WWE Championship with The Rock versus Triple H versus Kurt Angle. Of course, we know the storyline between Angle and Triple H, it almost eclipsed the title itself. You know, Angle stole a kiss from a concussed Stephanie McMahon. Um, Is that technically a rape? Um, I'm not touching that. I'm not touching that. That's not cool. So Stephanie kind of struggled at first, and then she kind of embraced it. (sighs) Triple H, obviously pissed off, storms the ring and tries the pedigree angle through the table. And we know we've all seen this botch. Like the table collapses, it slips. Uh, angle takes a disgusting bump. He is concussed. You can tell right there, he, he was gone. Like he was he was on planet Stasiak. He was gone. So he's taken away, and then Rock and Triple H take along with Jesus, take the wheel, take it from their hands. Stephanie accidentally hits her husband with the title. And Earl Habner, they go, you're out of here. And then Angle returns with Stephanie, who is accidentally bumped by Hunter, into Kurt's arms. Kurt carries her to the back. There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes. I would have also accepted, I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away the pain I'm not sorry, folks. We know what happens here. Spinebuster, People's Elbow on the Rock closes the show, hoisting the title. A very, very enjoyable show. A cool trip down memory lane. And this also reminds me of, you know, where my life was at this point in time. That's why I like doing, you know, retro pay-per-views and going back into the Wayback Machine. There were a couple of duds here. Uh, you know, like the Stink Face match and Taker and Kane and x Pac and Road Dogg. The rest of the card was stellar. I mean, it was still as cool as it was when I was 16. The crowd was white hot. They were having all of it. I'm going to give this show an 8 out of 10. Folks, thank you very much for listening. And now, if you've made it this far, if you've made it past all my singing and my rabbit trails and all my usual bullshit, the morning of SummerSlam... You know it's only five days away now. Oh my gosh, uh, six, five, five, six, seven, seven days away. Whatever. I'm tired. Night shift. Uh, I'm going to be participating in a 8K beach one slash walk. I'm walking, and the money and the money to this. It's annual. It's going towards the Toronto State Kids Hospital of Bleeding Excuse Me Disorders Fund. You all know my niece. She has a rare bleeding disorder called Glantzman's thrombusthenia. It's things like easily bruising and um, prolonged bleeding. Lots of medication, right? So as she goes out through her life, it's just going to be something to monitor and have medication for. So we're going to be raising money to go towards uh, cures for other kids who have other uh, bleeding ailments. So please, folks, if you can help me out, I'm very close to my goal. I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Uh, keep your ears open uh, for the Game Changer podcast on Sundays. Keep your ears open also for the Wrestle Addict Radio Patreon. There's going to be some extra content on there, and and yeah, from from everybody there, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun time. So uh, you're gonna have to wait and see for for what else I have planned for the Patreon page. So folks, thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. I love you all.